Hello and welcome to another edition of Editing Aloud. Um, and before we start a panel discussion, we have a special correspondent in Cape Town listening to Marcus Euster explain what happened to all the money that Steinhoff lost. Uh, Rob Rose is down there for us. And, um, and Rob, apparently Marcus has told the parliamentary committee hearing him that he knows nothing about anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually interesting. Um, he's basically told people that Deloitte, essentially as an external auditor, asked for a forensic investigation, which he thought would delay the results coming out. And uh, so he decided to resign, which is completely contradictory to our understanding of how it actually happened. Um, he says there were no accounting irregularities that he knew about. Um, and specifically, he was asked about a text message he sent to his friends apologizing for the mistakes. And he said his only mistake was to, was to get into bed with a um, a partner in 2007 called Andreas Seifert in Austria, and that's ultimately what sank him. He was just the wrong guy, according to Marcus. Um, and this, this person, Andreas Seifert, he eventually um, laid the charges in Germany, which led to a lot of what happened. Um, so it's, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic display of obfuscation. Yeah. And, and panel, please do feel free to. I'm basically waiting for Rob Rose's book on Steinhoff to come out so that I fully understand what the story is about. I know there was a lot of money lost. Um, and it's unexplained, but have you heard anything in this morning's testimony, Sikonati, that uh, that's impressed you? Yes, he's uh, said everything that we expected him to say, right. and that is absolutely nothing. So he denied everything? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he didn't know and he didn't see any fraud there. Actually, uh, the, the company's code of conduct specifically says no employees should commit any fraud against the company, and he stuck to it. Yeah. Rob, uh, you, 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 I know you're writing a book about uh, uh, um, Steinhoff and this saga. Has he said anything that would change what you've already written? I mean, I think people expected Marcus Yester to say what he's saying, which is that there was, no, um, there was nothing that he did wrong and essentially any mistakes were other people's fault. Right. So I think that's consistent with that. I mean, certainly what he's done is, you know, last week in Parliament, Ben Lafondi, who was the Chief Financial Officer, basically said that there were these fake buying groups that Marcus Yester cooked up. Um, so he was asked about these fake buying groups, and he said, no, no, they did exist, they were audited, uh, this sort of thing. So, so the, the panel didn't tackle him on the specifics of various frauds, like his off-balance sheet companies and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but to some extent, you, what you need for this to be really useful is to have Christo Bissa and to have the other members of the board there to say, well, you know, Marcus, that isn't true. This yeah. is what happened. Um, the guys just don't know enough. Do the MPs questioning him sound as if they know what they're talking about? Um, to some extent, I mean, to some extent, they're trying to extract some sort of accountability, some sense of responsibility for what happened. But you're not going to get that from Marcus Yester at this stage. Yeah, it's a political interrogation rather than rather than a, a financial one, I presume. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Yunus Karim said that he, he's trying to make himself look like Mother Teresa in the process. Um, yeah. But and that just doesn't wash for a lot of people. They can't. The parliamentarians can't quite put their finger on it. But I don't think it really washes with them. Yeah. All right, listen, we're going to let you go. Get on to listen to the rest of the testimony. It's your life. Uh, I think it's your final chapter. <laughs> right. Um, panel, um, the other t range of dreadful things again have happened, uh, or interesting things in South Africa, but we are formally again in recession. I don't know why people call it a technical recession. I mean, if your heart stops beating, you're technically <laughs> dead, and you're dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you are in recession. Yeah. Um, uh, how do we get out of it, Luke? What happens now? What happens now? Yeah. 
Well, it's like, I don't know, like, I mean, if I'm sure if I knew, like, I'd be working for Cyril now, because he'd be calling <laughs> me and asking me. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's quite a shocker. Like, you know, it's, it's bigger than we expected, for one thing. If we, yeah. w w what's being lost here is, uh, is that the first quarter was actually, was actually reversed even lower. So it's yeah. like 2.2 or 2.6, and, right. and then plus 0 0.7. Yeah. So we will barely have positive growth this year. I mean, I mean not good news going into an election next year. I mean, there was so much hope only just six months ago that we were about to turn the corner. And, and, and Cyril, Cyril Yana is in China at the moment. I think, is he in China all week or does he come back sometime during the week to, to face, I'm not you know? I'm not sure, but does it make are. a difference? But <laughs> well, no, but I was wondering what you thought. I mean, he, once again, the Chinese seem to have taken to Cyril quite, quite a lot. Yeah. I, think th I mean, he's their guy. JZ is Putin's guy, basically. <laughs> um, and I just wonder whether he can come, possibly come back from China with anything that would alleviate the you know, the gloom. I think the silence has been quite deafening from, mm. from government and from the ruling yeah. party. It seems like simply that there is no plan. Um, we've had Nklantlanene um, speaking yesterday from China. He was on Bloomberg this morning, really not inspiring confidence, basically saying, oh, just wait and see, you know, in the mini budget in October, we'll come up with this plan and this promised stimulus they package. They want people to wait until the mini budget in October. because yes, then they're going to, you know, put their plans on the table. And I'm afraid that's, yeah. Way too little, too late. Um, I think we need we need some. Well, that's some more than a month away, Ron Darby. Yeah. I mean, something's got to happen surely immediately. I mean, you know, not only not only are we in recession, but but for the first time, um, we're now subsidising the price of petrol. Yeah. Uh, and once you go down that road, when do you when yeah. do you lift the subsidy? I mean, the only thing you can come back with, uh, you know, I was thinking about China across the continent has been doing all these infrastructure projects in South Africa, nothing, right? Yeah. There's nothing significantly a big project that they've undertaken in South Africa. So if Raposa comes back next week or many budgets and they say, look, Chinese are about to drop uh, some odd billions of US dollars into South Africa on some infrastructure project. That'll be the first time in Yonks that, and that could be some stimulus uh, throw at us that m might excite a bit more. But I think South Africa's in a position where we need some of that energy, some beyond just the confidence of uh, Ramaphosa as our new president, is better. someone putting actual money in the ground and say China is, is going to look at our, I don't know. But uh, uh, I mean the way the Chinese mm. do that, let's assume they are going to build infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, they're going to build, I heard one of the things they were going to build is the dam on the Umzumbuba River, which runs into Port St. John's, right? So buried far away in deepest Transkei, you can't see it, it's not, a, you know, it's not going to be a I mean, there'll be obviously lots of photographs of it on, on television, mm -hmm. and God knows that the SABC covers it. Um, but but uh, the kind of projects that they do don't necessarily grow the economy. They might leave you with a big airport or, 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 or a new railway station or indeed a new railway line. Um, but uh, built all b using their own workers normally, whether where the things are different in South Africa. I mean, what we want surely is is m more than that. Peter, it's not a lack of money to build the infrastructure uh. that is the problem. It's a lack of vision. Uh. It's a lack of a plan. Uh, I repeat again, uh, it's not a shortage of money. Yeah. There's money everywhere. You just have to say, guys, this is what we are going to build. We are going to build 20,000 kilometers of road. Our friends in China can invest in this. We go borrow money everywhere. There is not, we are, uh, we are drifting aimlessly. Because there's, no, there's no plan. There's, there's no, no plan. Yeah. I see Ron Darby does not believe me. He's shaking his head. He can tell me 
what the plan is. Well, I'd love to know. In a way, in a the way, there is a plan because it's and it's Jacob Zuma's. It was in his last State of the Nation address, or last two or three. They're the same. A million job opportunities. Well, whatever that. No, but there were these projects that he was talking yeah. about. Some co a corridor here and a dam there, yes. and a it's quite interesting uh, that you can't remember any of them. Yes, no, I do remember the dam. Well, I do remember which, the dam on the Umzum River. how much of a priority <laughs> China doesn't build infrastructure like they used to. Like that whole idea of they're bringing in their own workers. I mean, China has been sensitive to the issue that yeah. the criticism that they come with their own workers. Okay. Last time I was having a conversation so with someone, happen. and even bringing their own prostitutes from yeah. China actually yeah. to, to to for their own workers. Yeah. That's is like no they longer. Did they, the they did build the. They did build the. Exactly. For ESCOM, they did build the Ingula dam with the dam, the pumping project yeah. with their own people. And a large part. Things that like when you talk about China liking Ramaphosa versus yeah. uh, Zuma liking yeah. Russia, yeah. there's a point where Chinese didn't want to deal with Zuma at all. They didn't trust yeah. him. Yeah. But Zuma came with, oh no, speak to that person there, and the Chinese no, no, no. Just pulled back. I from think there's right? a really special relationship with, yeah. with Ramaphosa. Like, yeah, special relationship. Yeah. And he was yeah. talking about SOEs and yeah. how he wants to run them like on a Chinese model. So yeah. if he comes yeah. back, honestly, the, the Chinese are saying, no, do this. But the, the economy needs. Uh, we need that level of comfort. I agree I with you totally. You, yeah. you, you, you are talking to my point when you when you're talking about the Chinese. There is money there. Yeah. yeah. To do what with it? That's what Ramaphosa and South Africa needs to answer. Mm. The Chinese have got all the money we need. Mm. What is it that we want to do? Infrastructure, right? Which infrastructure? <sighs> it's renewables. It's all the. the this type of spend needs to come into the economy. The last time the economy was growing near 5% was when we were on this hype of infrastructure drive, 2008. I agree. Going, totally yeah, so I'm agree. saying... My question is, yeah. what is the plan? Well, you what is it that we need the to problem, build? The problem, surely, <laughs> Luke and Jana <laughs> sitting there, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. is that, is that um, although we all might want more new, new uh, renewables and roads and, and, and railway corridors, I think it's called the Maputo Corridor. There you go. And the Maputo Corridor was built in 1996 mm. by sure. Matthew Posa, yeah. connecting yeah. Mozambique all yeah. the way uh, through the Kalahari yeah. uh, uh, into Botswana. That was built. Now, I'm looking for this vision. What is it that yeah. we want to do with but the money that the Chinese have? No, exactly. So, but there's another, another problem is that even if, they, even if we give them a vision and, yeah. uh, and they're all the roads that we want built and my earpiece is falling out. <laughs> and um, um, uh, the problem still is ESCOM is broke. No yeah. matter how much n you know, new sources of power we make, can they help us fix ESCOM? Can they help us, please can they buy SAA? Um, can, they do, can they do the really hard bits that, you know, that, that we're in trouble At with? At a price that can be done, all of that. So, so our government has to agree to to sell equity in ESCOM. Yeah. Uh, surely the Chinese would pay good money for it yeah. if they can be assured of the uh, of the. Uh, well, the they own twenty percent of Standard Bank. Why not own twenty percent of South African the Airways the and put some management in the there? The issue here is, Peter, there is no plan. The yeah. money is there. There's just no plan. Maybe Sir Ramaphosa will have come back from China because he's been there now for a long time. Maybe you'll come back <laughs> with a plan. And as Yana was saying. He has a plan, Sikunati. He doesn't control his party at the moment, right? So as much as we're calling, hey, where's the plan? But I mean, how, how, must how hard can it be to sell an infrastructure project to, to the yeah. party? Uh, I think that's the, the hard sell, what it actually means. Well, what's interesting about ESCOM, for a while they were talking about this uh, converting debt to equity, and yeah. there was like, 
we, we might have to go that way. And, yeah. and now they say the app model is not where we want to go. So maybe that... Nobody wants equity in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bet it in. No. Maybe that's a sign we look uh, Chinese extra investment. But we need yeah. that investment narrative on the SA economy right now, where we are. Yes. We need that confidence. Someone's putting actual money S in, the, in the ground. Someone needs to say, guys, over that's the next five years, we are going to build this Mzimvubu dam we've been talking about forever. Mm. It'll salt build up in it. a week. And, 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 there needs to be a plan. If you want, Cyril Ramaphosa has been saying he wants 1.3 trillion rand. What he has not said is to do what with it? You know, yeah. 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 So yeah. Much is there. That is the problem. Yeah. Now, as Yana said earlier, Tlantanene says, they, 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 yeah, trust the government's yeah. plan. He did not once say what the government plan is. Mm. Mm. You know, here that is the problem. Okay. It's leadership. Despite is we have not a clue what yeah. we want to do. I mean, the thing that well, he may have a clue, but he hasn't told us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the thing <laughs> to be there's a great reason he hasn't told us. Yeah. Hmm? I think the point you need to get is like we need to get this growth number right. I mean, if you're a foreign investor and you're going to put money in, you don't go and put money in an economy that's shrinking, yeah. you know, where companies are losing mm. money. Yeah. So the what's so basically you need the it's not like a case of the foreigners coming in to give you money to give you growth. You actually generate the growth, and the foreigners come in to try and benefit from that growth. But normally, you mm -hmm. generate growth in your own economy yes. through your own people. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have enough exactly. people with any money to buy anything. Exactly. Like, why would you come here when you can go somewhere else that's growing yeah. six percent and, and our yeah. economy is shrinking? Any plan can be funded. That is when the Chinese will come in. When you say, "Guys, build that port and that pipeline," we shall pay you. Yeah. Uh, build, own, and operate it. That's a plan. Okay. We don't have it. Okay, and we'll be back right after this break. Welcome back. So, uh, people, so we're in recession, um, and and the sort of we, there's this kind of um, dark cloud hanging over land. We d we we know now now know that. Um, President Ramaphosa is going to pursue the expropriation of land without, uh, without uh, compensation, that he wants to make the constitution more specific on the matter. Um, uh, but in the absence of knowing quite what sort of words he's going to use, it's impossible for anybody, surely, to even plant a tree on a farm without knowing for sure whether it, that farm will be around and for you to harvest the tree in 10 years' time. Somebody was telling me the other day, I mean, a, a, an apple farmer, quite a big apple farmer, needs to plant 2,000 hectares of trees. It's going to cost him 6 million rand just to plant the trees, and then another 6 to 10 to keep them, you know, to, to grow them. Why should he do that and employ the people who need to do that and buy the seed, etc., etc., the whole value chain, uh, in, 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 a, in, an, in, a, in an atmosphere in which he doesn't know what the hell is going on? I suppose in, in some ways that this is a bit of a false debate because it's not like this is a new policy. It's not like, it's not like there was ever, there was a law last week that said you, you, know, it's, you, you can't have expropriation without yeah. compensation. Now you can. Like it's in theory, that's been available, that tool, to the government since 1994. So I don't see how that actually changed. Uh, you mean you're interpreting the constitution so to yeah. as, it so as it would allow it, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, so, I mean so, so it doesn't look like it's, sometimes we have this debate as if there's a new policy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think... But the issue, like, I mean, it, I mean it's been totally mismanaged, I completely agree, yeah. and, 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 it, and it's complicated things, and, yeah. it, and it's had confidence. 
But I'm not sure whether it follows from that that this is actually then a new policy. Maybe that, I think that's where the big failure has been. It just seems mm. may not be a new policy, but it's a new environment. It just seems a new mm. sort of sense. Zoom is gone, okay, and then along came along came Cyril. We knew about the uh, expropriation of that conversation because that's what the party conference instructed him to do, mm. and he's he's accepted that and he's going to do it as well as he can. Um, but surely, surely he's got to tell us. What it what the change is going to be, Jana? I mean, how do you how, what do you do? You know, no, I think it's been creating a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And you look at agricultural output numbers. I think it was down twenty seven percent or something. So it was one of the you biggest know, contributors yeah. to the to the second quarter fall. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, that and household consumption. That's obviously the big driver of GDP. Yeah. But I mean, I think you know the problem is that the feeling is that it undermines all property rights and unless until that point where we have certainty yeah. you ca you cannot blame an apple farmer that he's not putting 6 million rand worth of trees into into the ground um it would be a stupid decision to do that until you actually have certainty and i think that's you know a lot of investors mm. are just going to wait and see how this thing plays out until it's you know it's finalized um, so, I mean, personally, uh, if I had the money lying around, I would not be investing it in South Africa either. And, you know, from a foreign investor perspective, with a rand at 20 rand to the pound, yeah. it's, it's a very cheap country to be investing in at the moment if yeah. you were seeing opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Ron, what would you give him? What advice would you give him? You know, uh, when this when you open up the thing that like the ANC is is, is okay with uh, I mean the constitution, yeah. it took about two two odd two yeah. months, and he came up and he said, "Listen, we're going forward with this thing." Yeah. I think you know you know there's the Zondo Commission and all these commissions now are, are should be strengthening his political standing with mm. his party right now because you see all the dirt, the muck yeah. coming out about the Zuma yeah. administration, and it's quite embarrassing every day, like constantly. I think you should use this opportunity now to come forward and give us a solid. I'm I'm pretty sure he has an idea of where they want he to must. go on this. He and so must. now, as, and come out and lead right now. Almost the, the, the space is there for him to come out and say, "This is what we, we're looking for in appropriation." Yeah. I was thinking something about uh, our SOEs and how much land they own. If I if I'm sitting there, like that's the land you should be targeting, right? The SOE land, and that's all peri-urban land. That's and if it goes aggressively uh, uh, along along those rights, then already you keep on security. So I think. It, he, he has a plan. Maybe he's thinking of next year's elections and so on. But I think he must bring it to a full stop like now. Like he and I think the Zona Commission, the I mean you can't wait. SARS, you can't wait any further. Just I mean the, 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 the mid-term budget policy statement isn't mm. going to do it, is it, Sikonati? I mean, you can't, you can't wait. A, it's six weeks away. Peter, that will be a very big non-event if we sit and wait for that. But mm. let's, let's just... Le le uh, observe the lessons from other countries. On the 22nd of August, Venezuela limited ATM cash withdrawals to the equivalent of, U of 17 US cents. 17 US cents? Yes, not 17 dollars, yeah. 17 cents. Yeah. You can go to your ATM in Venezuela and bring your wheelbarrow yeah. and withdraw 17 cents yeah. and put it in the wheelbarrow, not mm. in a wallet. Mm. This ex is exactly 11 years after Venezuela expropriated the first farm without compensation. Mm. 11 years to the day. That was followed immediately by other private property that was expropriated. Now, in South Africa, was what, what Ramaphosa is doing... Can I just ask you a point? Is it, was there a point in that process in Venezuela when they did, apart from the first expropriation, when they did a really bad thing, like did they take an oil field away from a company? Or that was my next step. Yeah. Two months after they expropriated that farm yeah. and many others, 
they went and 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 took two oil rigs in the in the uh, I'm forgetting the name of the thing is called the Conor Belt yeah. uh, from from Conoco Phillips. Yeah. Two oil rigs. Right. They nationalized them. Yeah. And 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 no, uh, Conoco Phillips uh, left yeah. together with another British company yeah. and a, a British m a producer of meat that owned a farm 200 200,000 hectares. Yeah. They took that without compensation. Yeah. That was a, a, a chap by the name of. Uh, uh, Chavez, Hugo Chavez, yes. and our own Julius Malima paid him a visit and said, yeah. you guys are doing very well. Yeah. Uh, this is what South Africa should be learning from. Yeah. Now he's come back and he's implementing this uh, and Ramaphosa is following. He, he, he's uh, not following. Ramaphosa no. is Sikunati, really I just you know, can, can, yeah. can I come with this? Con no, he's not I, following I, I, I will the, the Venezuela model. Let him finish and you can, can come me, back. I will yeah. finish. Okay. Uh, uh, Julius Malima is driving Ramaphosa to do exactly what uh, uh, Hugo Chavez did uh, uh, because Julius uh, admired this and whatever the ANC is doing now, this expropriation without compensation, they are trying to stay two steps ahead of the EFF. Yeah, okay, so like, like Ron, I don't believe that bit. Yeah. I don't think he's been driven by the EFF. But it but is expropriation yeah. without compensation. That, let's stick let's to that. Let's stick 11 let's years stick ago, Venezuela did exactly the same yeah. thing and took all other property. Last so Ron, week, the question 17,000, 17 is cents is what, what is you can Cyril's control. version of of That's what Chavez did. What's how does Cyril's version <laughs> turn out? <laughs> I mean, when Malema was running with the expropriation uh, ticket uh, in, in the EFF before ANC took ownership of it, uh, before Ramaphosa took ownership of it, perhaps that was the model we were talking about. But then when, when Ramaphosa and ANC took ownership of it and they said we were even a constitution, it's almost making parameters on what types, of, what when you talk about land, what property. So they this is the opportunity to, yeah. to paint a picture of where exactly we'll be targeting. And this is when they can come out there and protect productive land, agricultural land, and so on. I think that is ultimately why Ramaphosa put it in with, with it within the party. So I think, I mean, that's that yeah. those measures are very much Malema measures. Could I think what he's done is taken it in-house. In and we will see. And I think the fear for him is when he comes and says only that land and so on, his fear is what EFF then will respond to. Yeah. Oh, the but water down. Presumably, look, there's a, there, there might be a form of words. Just imagine if you were extremely sort of Machiavellian mm. and you had adopted this approach, uh, you'd come out and said, yeah, yeah, we're actually going to do it. And then you adopt a, a form of words that the EFF can't support. Mm. And so you can't get the majority that you need to pass to change the constitution. And then it's all over, because you've got it, you've got support from your NEC. They can't change their minds because the EFF doesn't like the story. The EFF wants to nationalise all land. The ANC doesn't. Mm. Even there, there might be a problem. I mean, is it possible that Cyril can think up a form of words to change this constitution that the EFF cannot support? I mean, I don't think he probably has to think that hard. I mean, ch chances are the EFF, being that next to the to the grandstanding, there, they they'll want their own words. No, so so it's, so it's not, it's not really hard to imagine that whatever he says, that, that it won't be good enough for them. Because they so there'll be no change they, they the constitution. They'll want to be seen to be driving the thing, and they, they won't want to be seen taking Cyril's yeah. words. They yeah. actually want Cyril to take their words. Yeah. So so, uh, so I find it quite, uh, quite likely that maybe that it doesn't happen. Maybe, maybe there isn't a majority vote in Parliament in the end, whatever the words. Whatever so the we would have gone is. through all of this mm. um, um, yeah. For nothing, in a way. Yeah. Just talk to me. Sorry, sorry just a, a quick thing on, on petrol. So, petrol price should have gone up X and it's gone up X minus or going up X minus because of a subsidy. That How does the subsidy work? Who knows the, who knows the background to the story? 
The technicalities I struggle with. You know, you know how they work it out under recovery, yeah, yeah, over yeah, recovery. Yeah. So basically, what it means, so prices would have should have gone up this time by a certain amount because yeah. of under recoveries. Yeah. So that so they so they're paying this gamble, then that's at some point in the future that the process will be reversed. So, oh, yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so instead of prices say going down by. 30 cents, yeah. then maybe they'll go down by 2 cents in order to make up wha whatever the actual numbers are. I mean, fuel, fuel subsidies are a nightmare in countries. Yeah. Nigeria mm. is, is it's, it's, the, it's the millstone around mm. every Nigerian president's neck. Mm. Is it not? The, the, the word to subsidy is exactly what it is. Uh -huh. uh, so they will find the money wherever to, to plug the gap. Yeah. The 5 cents that Jeff Hatebe has allowed the price to increase yeah. goes straight to pay for the salary increases of the, of the yeah. workers because uh, at the petrol stations, because it increases the, the, the retail margin yeah. uh, for, the, uh, yeah. so for the workers. Again, uh, it's them now uh, doing everything with 2019 in mind let's subsidize yeah. uh, the people and yeah. we'll worry about it later this is also the, uh, what has been very impressive in the last couple of uh, days has been uh, the testimony we've been hearing at the SARS commission this is not judge Zondo's commission this is um, uh, um, oh my goodness me I've forgotten mm -hmm. Judge, Judge Nugent jo uh, yes right mm -hmm. so we have the head of Bain testifying to 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 uh, uh, to Judge Nugent and he apologizes and they made a real mess of SARS and we didn't know what we were doing. It is possible to deceive somebody if you are in power into doing something that um, uh, may look normal on paper, but it is in fact a nefarious, mm. uh, would have a nefarious end. We also hear that the, the, the head of, uh, of Bain, Vittorio Massoni, met Jacob Zuma quite a long time before um, Tom Ayani was appointed at uh, at uh, at SARS, all of which sounds really ugly, mm. and and good luck to Bain, but uh, it's also a good th it's a good thing, isn't it, that all these companies are, co are, are coming and and shouldn't shouldn't everybody everybody's got a Gupta story? Mm. They should all put their hands up and just go and tell them. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's a pity that uh, our political editor Natasha, my name is not here, who's been leading on this story. Yeah. It's been quite a fascinating story. I mean, for one of, one of, one of the revelations is that Mr. Masoni, so he actually met Tom Oyane about a year before he was appointed. Yeah. I mean, to think about it, I mean, the idea, yeah. I mean, the idea that these people, to the before you and I, in voters, taxpayers, yeah. had any idea, they knew a year in advance. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, I don't know but whether they knew, it's a possibility. My yeah. yeah. point is, isn't the humiliation of Vittorio Masoni it's 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 the fact that he having done it now he's kind of liberated himself and Bain. i mean okay they might not get government business again or whatever it might be but there's so many people with these stories oh. to tell mm -hmm. and how do we make it possible for them to go and tell it to uh, robert nugent or to raymond zondo without them being humiliated look this is what i did i'm sorry this is what happened i, I think the point should be made that he didn't actually tell the judge that he went to see Zuma yeah. and Muyani at Nkandla yeah. uh, more than a year before Muyani became such uh, somebody found out. It, it came out um, as, mm. as if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, in fact, he didn't say very much at all yeah. other than I'm sorry um, at the, <laughs> at the yeah. commission. And I think they were quite surprised to see the level of information that, you know, that they had and, yeah. and the, the detailed questioning. They were not prepared for that. Um, and did they so answer I think those questions? 
Um, I don't know no, if they're no, not no, in no, much detail. I mean, no. it's, yeah. it's really been I more apologies than answers, to be honest. I mean, on, the mit on, the, on the meetings, I think maybe we should make it clear that yeah. we don't actually know definitely for sure, but, but, but we have good sources and they haven't yeah. actually denied it yet, but they haven't actually confirmed right. it either. Well, so, we so we should keep up, we keep should up the yeah. good work. Mm. We've, got to, we've, yeah. we've got to go. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.